You have in front of you two copies of the Novi Yirmiya, and we're going to go back and see what he's writing over there, and we're about to, after we finish this, go to the conversation between Yirmiya and Novi and Sitkio HaMelech. Keep in mind that the beginning of the end started from Yehoyakim, who ended up being a Rosh Hamrusha, and then Yehoyachin, Golos Yechanya, and Harish Namaskar being taken out, which we covered last week. And the last one is going to be Tzitkiyo, who personally is a tzaddik, but his dar, even bigger Roshonim, Yoyakim had the opposite problem. There were some redeeming qualities in the dar, but Yoyakim didn't let any serious tshuva to really take place. Uh, we're now about to see the background, really, if we had time, we would see Yemiya cover to cover, because all the details are crucial, but I I picked out three or four prokim to see, going back to Nevoas by Yehoyakim. Yermio had probably the most difficult, challenging, dangerous job of any Navi ever in the history of the world. He is almost killed many, many times. Certainly always ridiculed. Uh, what's going to be shocking is that part of the Nevoah is he has to walk around with a yoke that Hashem asked him to make. And before I point out, not buy. Not that you could buy it anywhere anyway. But he had to make, uh, they had yokes for animals. But he had to make a yoke, put it on, and walk around like that for years. Which is jarring to say the God Lador is walking around. Like, and that didn't invite compliments either. It was just constant harassment. If you, if you could blend in, not that he would or did, he was trying to, uh, you couldn't, with the backdrop of the costume, so to speak, he was wearing by mandate of Akash Baruch Hu to constantly remind people that they better do tshuva or else. This started already from the time of Yehoyakim, and we'll go through Yechanya and Tzitkiyo. So there are two sets here. One is going to go back to what began to unfold by Yehoyakim, which we saw in Malachim already, but there's a fuller account of the Ashtonavu over here. Uh, through Yechania, and then the beginning of the conversation with Sifkiyo, in which case we'll go back to, to Malachim. And if you go, and the first copy is the one that says Yemiya Chavav, with Pasuk Lamadal at the top. We're going to start with Chavav, Pasuk Aleph. Bereshis Mamluchus Yehoyakim ben Yeshio, Melech Yehuda, page two. Yadav Hazem Eis Hashem Lemer. That to me was some silver lining. There were people from all the cities coming to the base of Mitish to Mishtachave and bring their kavanas, even the time of Yayakim. I thought that was some good news within the disaster that's unfolding. The Oy Tzadikim, Yoyakim, was before Yechanya. So the Tzadikim that were there were still in Yerushalayim. Golis Yechanya is going to take them out, which explains why, when Tommy gets to Tzitkiyo, he himself was a personal Tzadik who was powerless. I'm not saying he had no Bechira. Powerless, he felt he was powerless. And the generation were Rishayim, well, the generation they're talking about Rishayim, were the people who were left because all the Tzadikim and the Tzimil Cham were taken the bubble already. So there were people in the generation above all, but the people in Yushalayim were, were gone. The ones that were left, uh, 
were not interested in doing tshuva. So at this point, Yochum before that, he was told to give the following nevuah to all the people coming, it's called Dover. Not that he was going to, and nobody's Kavish Nevoah, so it's in serious trouble, but the encouragement is needed over here because of what he was up against. Nobody likes to hear bad news. I have some people who don't like to hear good news. <laughs> Push back when you talk about that. No, it can't be that good, everything's falling apart. Okay, well, here, that's not the problem over here. Here, the problem is that I'm going to hear bad news. Ulai Yishmu. This is also striking. We didn't see a Pasuk like this in Malachim, which is why I copied this. And we all assumed we're going to be going through both and getting the full picture. Apparently, at this point in time, in the time of Yayakim, they could still do tshuva. I keep mentioning, it's not clear that at the time of Tzitkiyo, they couldn't do tshuva because the last pitch, if I can call it for lack of a better word, that nobody's going to make to the king is it's still not too late to do something but stand up to them, which Sifkio can't, won't, whatever the case may be, we'll get there. Right now, the Pusik and Gimel will say clearly, as bad as things are, they could do tshuva and avoid the Chorban. Primarily, whatever you think is right, always people who, many people, don't I think that they're not from, you know, others to think they're not from. So if you ask them, what are you doing? He said, no, 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 this is mutter, and this is the minig already, and the navi is just a tighter of bad news, and he's pessimistic. We're going to hear this over and over again. To the extent that they want to silence him by killing him. And the second complaint over here is you're not going bisarasi and you're not listening to my Nevi'im who are telling you what Ras and Hashem is at the moment, which is crucial because there are enough people around, there are enough false Nevi'im who are getting up and saying everything's going to be fine. And enough people are rationalizing what they're doing. So, avodai ha-Nevi'im, asher anochi shalech the one, the real ones that I'm sending. Yir me and some others. V'hashkeim v'shalav lo shamatim. I keep sending them, you're not listening. M'nasati es abayas hazeh kishiloi. That's self-explanatory. Shiloh was destroyed. The destruction of Shiloh in the eyes of Chazal was come out like a Chorban. Shiloh stood for hundreds of years, and it was a semi-permanent. Mikdash wasn't in the right place. It was a blend between a Mikdash and a Mishkan and construction, and what it did and what it was there for, its destruction was something remembered by Klai Yisrael quite well. Remember that day, they, uh, it was destroyed. They lost the Luchus. Uh, Elia Kain died, going back to the beginning of Shmuel. Not only will it be destroyed, it'll be an expression in the minds of the Goyim of something that is utterly destroyed and in their minds despicable. Okay, now the reaction. Adkan is the Nevoah. I think that you didn't necessarily have to have a long attention span. Yumio and Yeshaya, very long and complex. Sounds like they had to listen to Nevoahs for hours and hours. It took us a minute and a half to read that, and that was with some commentary. So it was pretty, this one was pretty short and to the point. Remember, he's standing in the Azara. And they're listening. 
The reaction is not long in coming. They grab him, they arrest him, and they sentence him to die. You'll say, who's running the show over here? Well, that's part of the problem. There are a lot of self-appointed leaders because the Kainim, Kainim are always very proud, and for most of history, they did a good job. Well, until now. can't say most of history in the aggregate. But later, the Tzedukim mostly was the class of Kainim because they were the wealthy and influential and often the first one to mix in high society. Uh, which was a, a big liability in that case. But the people, the Nevi'im here means false prophets, and the Kayanim grab him and declare that he must die for this very unpopular message, which they claim was not true. Page three. Plus the test. I mean, says he's, his audience over here is Habayim from all the cities of Yehuda, Lishtachvaz Beis Hashem. So wherever he was, exactly, he was on Harabayas. It was always an open area, and he was standing up on a podium, and he was saying the Dvar Hashem. And again, the, uh, you couldn't misunderstand this. Well, they did, but you would think you could misunderstand. I'm not saying we would have done any better. But when you don't want to hear something in life, I think we've all come to the conclusion that you don't want to hear it, and you really don't want to hear it, you will misinterpret anything. And here, there's not a question of misinterpreting. They just donned him as a false Navi, and there were so many false Navim around in their mind, that wasn't difficult to do. The problem is all the real false Nevi'im walking around speaking all the good news they made up. And the one Navi who's speaking with the Hashem is arrested. But that's the way this is going to work. And those that want to hear it, this is all the time of Yoyakim. There are enough Sadiqim around and they're just going to be taken to Bavol. And they're the group of people that believed him who were doing tshuva, but it wasn't enough. And we would say, oddly enough, but it's not odd, it was a... Uh, that the ones who really wanted to do tshuva were the ones taken away first. But that was just for the protection of Klai Yisrael, and that's why you have to understand there's a long picture over here. I can explain it, we can hear it uh, many thousands of years later. At the time that it happened, you would think, well, the only people who really davened and did tshuva are the ones that are being led to Gullahs first? Where's the justice? This doesn't look right, but they were the ones preparing that Klai Yisrael survive. Do you ever notice Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, all the people that are crying are the ones you would think they wouldn't have to cry? And all the other people who uh, need some serious help are, I wouldn't say uh, singing, but, you know, it's the way it goes. So they're being prepared for something. They, I don't know if they knew that at the time, but the Gemara understood, and the Gemara tells us that this was the Messiah and what happened, and we see the results. Right now, it's a very... Not popular message, to say the least. Page three. Madua nibesa b'shem Hashem lemar. So their accusation as they arrest him. How dare you say something b'shem Hashem? Hashem is an all-loving God. He would never say something like that. He would never threaten to destroy the base of Mikdash. Again, not perfect 2020 hindsight. It's hard to understand how they can even say this. How can you dare say the base of Mikdash? It's like uh, they probably accused them of tiftach pelasotin. That's horrible. We, we can't, nothing's going to be like Shiloh. Shiloh will never happen again. Did you ever hear the expression, never again? It's an interesting slice of kfirah. That's what this is. This is not going to happen again. How dare you? Like Shiloh, we promised already, promised ourselves, promised everybody else. That's never going to happen. The enemy's not coming in here. 
Here's where the next few prokem to the end of Malachim and the Emiya. This is where the false nationalism is going to come into place. Never again uh, could be a slogan that's not kfira if you just do your minimal hashtadlis and the jury's still out on how much that is. But that's not what they meant. They meant that we're going to silence the only true Navi Hashem and we're not going to listen and we're going to accuse him of being a traitor. Same thing happened to Bayashani, by the way. And if not for the uh, Tzitkus and Heshtadlus uh, of Yebechem and Zaka, he never made it out of the city alive either. Same story. How dare you? You're a traitor. A traitor is always a very tricky thing. We uh, discussed yesterday uh, at the Joshua a little bit about Kalev. I keep referencing Shaftin by Kalev, even though the beginning of the Pesukim we were talking about was Yahushua, because it talks about him more in Shaftin. Kalev is revisited twice after the Chumash. Pasha Shalach is highlighted as a tzaddik who helps save the day. And then Yeshua sends him again. And then Shaftim, we talk about the Nachal that he gets in Hebron, which we'll explain, when we get to Shaftim, keeps talking about the area, he was Darach all over Israel. He was one of the spies. He stepped into Hebron for 20 minutes at extreme peril to his life, to Davin. You wouldn't think that's the place Asher Darach That's the part that we have to see in Shaftim. And a lot to be said about him, but... What's interesting is, is that when they came back the second time in this past week's Haftarah, they come to Yerichai and they come to Rachav Azayna, who her past as an innkeeper and other things, the word machlek is what it means, but it probably means both. Because that's why there are other ways to say innkeepers, like Marriott or something like that. I don't want to give them any credit. That's a different schmooze of all hotel chains. But... Uh, <laughs> There's, there's another way to say it. If it said it, uh, it was usually a dual function in that area. Uh, fine. That was done for 40 years. She was a Heilig and at this point, a complete Baal Shuva. And the Psukim she says, and the things she said to uh, Kalev and Pinchas, Amunah uh, Bitochan dripping with Yerushamayim. In English, or whatever language they spoke in Canaanese, uh, what would you call her? Uh, begins with a T. And it uh, retests whichever way you want. Uh, like the worst traitor. Here they know they're coming. And did you also notice that 12 spies slip into Israel? They're there for 40 days. Nobody knows a thing. They're walking around Israel like they're on the place. And they were never caught. They come back, give a horrible report, but they were never caught. They forgot to include that in their good report because they didn't want to say any good things. But Hashem arranged it. They shouldn't be noticed. Isn't it striking? And the Haftar, if you were following along, they, they were there like 20 minutes. And the king, with his secret service, sends men to Rachov. Hand them over. We found them. They were here. 20 minutes. So what, what was that all about? So there are many explanations. I think the Pshad is that it was the chance to Zahid Lugan It's a chance to give Rachov Azaina her moment in history where she's going to save herself and her family and save them, and that was all engineered. And they're still not going to be caught, even though they were caught pretty early on. They're going to survive. And they have full confidence. You notice in the Pesukim, they just go to sleep. They're about to go to sleep. They're making their bed. Who's going to sleep at a time like this? They're going to sleep. Like Yana, you know, on the ship. He's got, he has a mahalach, and he's fully, fully confident. The kasha is, how could she do that to them? She gave away the secrets to the city, to the country. A real traitor. We, that's not popular in any society. So, why did, How did she do that? Why did she do it? The answer is, uh, this is hard for people to hear for the storyline. You're a traitor. I don't care what the storyline is. You're a traitor. She gave away the city. The entrance to Israel. 
The answer is, if you're a trader for the worst forms of human life on earth, and you're doing the right thing, you're not a traitor. That's like saying you're working for the Nazis, and then you give all the secrets away. How can you be a traitor? Well, that's not a traitor. That's called uh, a spy for the Allies. So, traitor is uh, often in the eyes of the beholder, but I'm sure her countrymen weren't too happy when and if they found out. Um, they probably found out the last minute when she walked out of the city and the walls came down, but then it was too late. But that's not a traitor. So here... You have to, everybody's always screaming, traitor. They're screaming at Yermio, you're a traitor. How dare you say we're going to be overrun, the city's going to be destroyed, and Basement is going to be destroyed. How dare you? So he wasn't a traitor, he was speaking to the Hashem. But you can imagine that in the eyes of the people for the nationalistic parties, uh, he's public enemy number one. And that's the context over here. Pasuk test. Madua nebesim b'shem Hashem lemar, kishiliya b'ayis hazev, ir hazayis techerav, me'en yeshev, the Kahel Kolaam El, page four. Yemiyob Aves Hashem. Vishmu Sari Huda Sadvar Meila. So now they have him under arrest and they bring the word to the cabinet. Vayalu Aves Amel Aves Hashem. Vayeshu Pesach Shar Hashem Achadosh. And they come to have a meeting and they want to hear the evidence. Vayemir Akayin Ebed Aviyem Alasarim. And they repeat their accusation. They say, we don't have to give much testimony. You all heard for yourself what this man had to say. He's a traitor and he's Chayim Misa. The reason Yermio was given this job is because he's Yermio. I don't think anybody else would have survived this and we didn't even get to the yoke he has to walk around with yet. But fearless, certainly. There's a lynch mob over here. And he repeats it. Hashem shalchani linave labayis hazeb aliyir hazayis. It's called var Mashem shamatem. Is repeated again. Hashem sent me. These aren't my words, and it's all true. Vaata, and he reminds them. His mission is to get them to tshuva. Vaata heitivu darchechem umalechem b'shimu b'kol Hashem alakechem v'inacham Hashem el arashet dibra lechem. And you could still fix it. I'm finished my message. I repeated it twice. Do whatever you want. Ah, gives them one last warning. Not only are you killing an innocent man, but this is going to be a stain on the city, and it's not going to help the tikkun effort of the tshuva. Didn't help too much that I'm not defending the people. It didn't help too much that there were plenty of Navia Shekel walking around promising them the world. It was popular, it was lucrative, you can make a name for yourself. What are you going to do when the Korban comes? Well, worry about it. Right now, it's a very popular message, and in life, it's always easier to give a popular message than to uh, talk about what Yemi is talking about. Uh, third category, also on Soul 3. Uh, they're self-delusional, total charlatans, and there were also um, one or two that, maybe one, well, shyly how many, but who were once Navi and possibly, it depends on Amalekis, whether the Navi ever went off, and they so desired the Navua, and they also desired the good news that they thought they heard something. Uh, self-delusional has many madragas, and if you never had a Navua, then you're really self-delusional. 
And then there's one we're going to meet who takes copies and pastes Yermiyo's on Avua and says in Avua himself, which was never told based in his own Kabbalah we spoke about it in Shir, and that's also Mashallah Nemerloi, that's also Novi Sheker. So there's all types. Does he know, did he know that he was, he was aware that he was being a rush of at that home? He put himself to the home. I, I think, you know, it's a good question. Does everybody know when they're doing the wrong thing, they're doing the wrong thing? If they have a Chira on a certain level, they know they're doing the wrong thing. Sometimes it's more obvious. What? They choose to ignore. Okay. That's the problem. So, sometimes you say it over so many times, you convince yourself, as I mentioned over Shabbos, you can, with the agenda, you can actually give the guy a lie detector test and he might pass because he's so delusional and he convinced himself of his message. That's the scary part over here. So we have, Baruch Hashem, not everyone, Klai Yisrael will always have tzaddikim and people who know how to do the right thing at the right time and we're going to have one here also, but it's very difficult and this is under the uh, direction of Yoyakim, who we can't expect any Yeshua from right now. Uh, when it comes to Sitkio, uh, it's going to be a little easier, but not much easier, uh, because he feels he's totally defenseless because he has less people among the masses who can even come to his aid. And uh, Yermio is just very brave, and he's doing the right thing. And he's, as far as he's concerned, he's being missed in efforts to Sham, and he's going to be killed very soon. And it's going to come that close a number of times. But that's his job. It's like, if Hashem tells you to go, Hashem knows the danger, and... So here we have Gilead and being a Navi in very troubled times. It's not inherently Yahweh It's if Hashem tells you to go and it's dangerous, I guess Hashem meant that this is Yahweh if I'm going to get killed. Part of the remez to Yermio is you're going to survive the experience, but sometimes it's spelled out to the Navi clearly, sometimes it's understood, sometimes spelled out a few times. So we know the end of the story, he will survive, and he's going to out survive everybody else. But if you don't know that, as you read in these psukim, it's pretty frightening. And he spells it out. He says, I've finished my message now and just know the consequences of what you're doing. It's very difficult, especially in a democratic society, which I always mention, especially coming to July 4th, that we have to be thankful. It doesn't mean you have to shoot the fireworks. We covered that in Chukosayim. I don't think it's also Chukosayim, but I also don't think that it's a chiv to do, but when you see a guy, this is the one time a year, you see the other office, you can wish him a happy holiday without any shilas. It's the one, the one time a year, Memorial Day also. Uh, there are times you can, Labor Day, a bit socialist, but okay. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it's not, uh, not as pristine as the other ones, but it's, at least it's not Chukasein, Lose Lechor With that disclaimer, and what we suffer from is uh, really lack of ability to get anything done and everybody in office, because they haven't worked on their midas and they're not Bali Musr, Be'etzem, and they're not from, and they don't have built in Yerushamayim, which is understandable, based on their position, they don't do anything that's necessarily good. They have to do something that looks good and they have to say something that the people want to hear, whether or not it's a good long-term plan. I mean long-term, just like a few years, not even a few decades. But it's totally irrelevant. You can't possibly do that because you always have to worry about, if you're in Congress, you have to worry very short term, if you're a senator, a little bit longer, and uh, not too much because everything's recorded. And if you're a president, you've got four years, two years of which have to be taken up with re-election, and certain presidents have to fall for re-election the day after they're elected, if you remember that. So you can't really do anything. And you can't really say anything that, that to his credit, maybe, without being ever certain presidents speak their mind whether the people like it or not. Maybe that's a good thing. Sometimes it could be caustic, but it might be better than the alternative. 
if he can survive. But Lamaisa, it's a problem because you can't really say the truth, ever. It's, it's a big problem. And we're conditioned to think like this. Just uh, whenever you're asked to do something or asked to say something, like that, I mean, you think in your head, okay, what do I say that goes over well? Sometimes you have to be politically correct. If it's not your fight, you're in the office, somebody asks you a question. Uh, you don't have to debate which political side of the table you're on because it's a waste of time and uh, it might get you a demotion. So you don't have to be truthful about that. But you have the Dvar Hashem and the people have to chuba. It's just a very difficult mindset to live in where it's always the quickest, easiest, most fun soundbite that will be uh, gobbled up by the people and make you more popular. That's not a, not a way to develop your Yerushamayim. Uh, that's the problem over here. Yemio is not going to fall in, but everybody else did. Next pasuk, Yud. Uh, Yud, what are we? One second. We're up to? Tezan. Yeah, the bottom. Okay. Vayemra asarim cholam alakainim. Alaviyem ein li shazeh mishpat mavis ki b'shem Hashem alakainu dibra aleinu. Okay, as I mentioned, there are some good people. Said he doesn't deserve to die. He's a true Navi. We know he's a true Navi because he's a proven Navi. And he always speaks to Dvar Hashem. So how can you contemplate killing him? Micha Hamarashti, the name of the city is from. Haya Niba He was an Avi Emes. And Chizkiyo was a Melech who was Kasher and a big Tzaddik and saved Klai Yisrael. Chizkiyo Melech Yehuda. Yehuda Leymar. He said a very similar to in the time of Chizkiyo. And if you remember, Chizkiyo was surrounded by an enemy who was about to destroy the base of Metish and the city. And he told the people in no uncertain terms that if you don't do tshuva quickly, the city will be destroyed, the base of Metish will be destroyed. You plowed up and it's going to be all over. And the Sadiqim here are presenting to the parliament reasons why it's ridiculous to even contemplate killing him because he's saying the truth and not that long ago there was another who told the truth and they didn't kill him. They listened to him and they did tshuva. Interesting. So they don't just say, do the right thing, you guys are out of your mind. They said, do the right thing, you guys are out of your mind and there's historical precedent not that long ago that you're really in the wrong place. Do you think they arrested him and threatened to kill him? They certainly did not which is pretty sad. The gap, I'm not talking about ancient history over here, between what happened in terms of the reaction between the people of Yehuda and we're talking about the masses, and of course the king versus what's going on now. And that's what they're trying to draw this contrast. They had real Yer Hashem, and they davened. And they did tshuva. And they had an ace nigla at the last moment. We're not doing anybody a favor over here. This is bad for us if we don't listen to this message. Now the next word is vigam. Rashi lets you know the next pasuk onwards are the Rishayim stating their case. So picture this very sad, chaotic scene where you had a small group of individuals, Sadiqim, pleading the case for Yermiel in front of the the parliament, one of the uh, cabinet members, and I don't even know if the king was here. It sounds like he wasn't, and he wouldn't have been on his side anyway. And then you had probably the majority of the people are now going to chime in. Take a look at Rashi and Pasichov. 
גם איש היה מזנבה, מי שאמזו לא ירמזו, עד כאן דברי הצדיקים, ועמדו רשעים, שהיו שם ואמרו גם איש מזנבה, כשם שריו נהרג ירג ימיה. And they got up and they said, this is the prosecution, they said, you want to quote historical precedents? Is that we're going to give you a case in history and the not too distant past, as a matter of fact, even closer to where they were now, where there was another you said something they didn't like, and then he had to run for his life to Mitzrayim, and Yoyakim sent for him and executed him. So if you want to talk legal precedent, we have a better case. Can't imagine this case. And Yermi is standing there. He's on the, he's on the stand. Uh, we'll end in good news. I want to go to the Peleates, and uh, we're up to Pasi Chaf. Uh, we'll go back to the Peleates now. Do we have any still out, or did we, did we put them all away? Uh, we have some? We take a few. Why should we end with the wrong side of history of the prosecution story? We can uh, end with the good news. And speaking of good news, we're going to start a new entry, Hassan, because it is the season. It's the season all year round, but this month is, well, we still have a couple of weeks. It's not even Rosh Chedesh yet. We have to still finish the Talmud Torah from yesterday, from Shavuos. So. Uh, the new entry is Chassan. You have an old edition, and the new edition is page 219. Anybody find it in the old edition? Amr Abbasainazal. Oh, you have some? Okay. Great. Anybody who's not on our email list, uh, please make sure you're on for the summer so you'll know when there is a Shia Sunday morning. In case uh, you're not here for Shabbos and I'm not here for Shabbos. Uh, please look on the list. Chasan, anybody know what page? Should be under the... Got it? Which one? Reish Lamed. Amber Rabbaseinu Zal, Brachas Vavama Beis. This is very Nagel Amaisa. A lot of people leave before the end of the Chasna, like most people. That's your family, a very close friend, or very hungry. One of the three. And, or like a Viennese table, in many good reasons. And whatever time you come, whatever time you leave, if you're there to miss the the chasen, you got to make sure to dance a little bit or give them a warm mouth tub or do something. And if you're eating, you really better make sure that you're being miss the chasen. Because the Gemara here says, It's like Geneva or worse. So there's a big thing and the Kala. And he's going to speak about uh, soon, uh, mostly separately. And the question comes up, just an important sidebar about the Zeman. If you sit down with people, three or ten, depending on the level of Zeman, you have to stay for the Zeman. So a big tumult in the Peskim, how can you just leave and not bench Zeman? The best way to do it is to have in mind when you wash, you're not being mitzdarif, but that's a double-edged sword. Somebody asked me this recently. They said that they heard that the way to do it is to have in mind not to be mitzdarif. So I said, yeah, that's a good way to do it, or stay to the end. There are other atarim if you didn't have in mind. 
some say that if it's a Suda, that's caused a lot of Bittal Teira, there's a, it might be an Umdana you had in mind if you didn't have a mind, but even without that, there might be a Makam Hokal if you had a Chasna and you have to leave. It's going to affect a Night Seder or Shir, ask a Shayla. If you're running off to do something else that doesn't make much sense, then you might as well stay and be a Samayat Chasna. Lamaisa, if you did have in mind, or if it's an Umdana you had in mind, the fellow asked me, it's a little strange, he's always sitting at the table, and then somewhere in the middle of the first or second dance, somebody turns to him and whispers in his ear, do you want to make a zimun? Not uh, over the mic, that's an avla to the Bali simcha, and not to pull ten people from other tables, that's an avla to the simcha also. If you're leaving, leave quietly. I, the guy sitting on this side, the guy sitting on this side. So a fellow asked me, he says, something's wrong with this picture. The eighth is to have in mind that you're not being mistyrev, and then you turn to this guy and that guy, and yes, and to be mistyrev. If you're sitting on an airplane, this is a common shayla, and you don't know the next guy from Adam, and you don't know the other guy either, and you're eating, and they happen to be serving at the same time, but you haven't spoken to the guy, which is probably not good. You should say hello to people when you get on the plane, but even if it's hello and everybody goes to sleep and they just woke you up for breakfast, which often is before davening, so you can't eat anyway. That's another problem, and I'm trying to get all the travel halachas in. Uh, but let's assume you don't have that problem. You're just trying to eat and mind your own business. You have no shaykhs to the guy next to you. It's not so posh to make a zeman. You don't belong together. You just happen to have 42A and he has 42B. Never the twain shall meet. Unless he's a friend of yours or it's an omdenar. You've been sharing divrei uh, terror the whole time and you're good friends now. And there can be cases, but you have to have some cohesiveness. There's a Shailin Yeshiva, the same thing. If the situation is lunch, is the, whatever Bacha grabs a seat, and there's no set seats, and they're not interested, and it's not a chever, and they're just eating. And, oh, you, that's not so posh. You have to have somewhat of a concerted effort to have Shaykhs or that he has a seat in this chever. He sits together. You have to know in each situation. So in the Chasna, if you are having a mind, you finally remember to have a mind, I don't have Shaykhs, anybody here, I'm leaving when I want. Okay, but then it's not so posh to ask the guy next to you. See, I really have to have in mind that I don't want to be mistyved to 10. I want to be mistyved to the two people next to me, and they have to have that in mind also, or let them know when you sit down. If you have a couple of friends, then it's doable. But you can't burn the candle in two directions if you didn't figure it out beforehand. So that's the sidebar for the zimun, which is important. Zimun is a chiv, and it's important to know the halachas. Over here, we're talking about a guy who... Well, if he didn't get the zeman straight and he doesn't know this gemara, he's really going to be in trouble. And he decides that the food's good and somehow it's a big crowd. He didn't get anywhere near the chasen and he's leaving now. He ran out of time. So that's the problem. You have to be mishtatev somewhere in the dancing and in the simcha or adding something to the simcha. Doesn't mean you have to be dancing for five hours. And remember, and if you're trying to be Msameachim, don't say things that are Mavazahim. Various chasnas have Mabatchan, Gramin. You have to hire somebody who knows how to say something that's clean, appropriate. And um, and being misamei the chasna kal, not embarrassing the whole family. I'm not accusing anybody of doing the latter, but uh, telling, as he's going to get to in a moment, telling something that's slightly off color or uncomfortable, uh, whether family secrets or otherwise, no kunts. And the fact that he's smiling doesn't mean he's enjoying it, which is true about general jokes that you say in front of your friends. Yes. Do you have, uh, you know, some uh, leeway that in the sauna class? 
what you're asking is a good question. You're asking if you're trying to push your way in and there are a lot of strong people there and you just don't get to the chasen and you tried, but you got to the father, you got to the shver, you got to the... And he sees it. Okay, yeah, you don't have to dance personally with the chasen. Most people don't if there are 600 people there. A giving gift will certainly, but that, then you have to better off giving him a check at the beginning, which is all. Giving, giving, <laughs> uh, the uh, depending on the size, we'll either get him very happy or very upset. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not so saying you. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, they were, uh, somebody told me recently, he was thinking, it's coming stylish due to the fact, Baruch Hashem, we have so many chasnas. So some people going to chasnas, I, I know, because the day, we're trying to do this in an organized fashion, Baruch Hashem, and Mordechai went out, Ben Azmanim, and he's getting married, Ben Azmanim. You would think, Ben Azmanim, Pesach, Ben Azmanim. After Tisha B'Av, a long time already, too long for me, I told people who asked me about the long engagement, uh, don't we like short engagements? I said, if you could dive in and get rid of the three weeks, I think everybody would be very happy. But we have to rebuild the base and make this for that. And it hasn't been done yet, but stay tuned. Maybe we'll still get it done. Lamaisa, we called like, I didn't call, the Rebbe called, like the hour after he was a chasen. And this is in Lakewood. There are a lot of chasen halls. Two weeks were booked solid, every single hall. It's three months in advance. That's wonderful news. This is Elonara Zez Palalti. We daven for this, but it's incredible. A lot of people get very Hashem, and a lot of people around. So, you know, you're in a situation where, um, you know, a lot of people are saying to have assigned seats now, this is becoming stylish. But in Williamsburg, this is always the case. They don't have set seats. Nothing got four. They didn't, often they make the day of the Hasna right before the thing. So they uh, hang up uh, signs. People come, they sit down, they come, they go. Uh, nobody has often time unless you're very close to stay for four or five hours. You have the Zima Shaila and the dancing Shaila. How do you get in? So one guy, tongue-in-cheek, said uh, he's going to have like a hybrid. He's not going to have official seating. He's just going to have a table with numbers. This is the $100 people. This is the $200 people. This is the $300 people. <laughs> and they'll have a, I said, what are you going to do? He said, we're going to have different cuisine. I thought it was an interesting idea. I don't know if anybody's ever tried. Uh, <laughs> I, I said, it sounds more like a yeshiva dinner than it does a uh, chasna. <laughs> Uh, so I thought it was, <laughs> thought it was cute. To, that's going to be his hybrid. Uh, I wouldn't suggest it for other reasons, but you know, <laughs> depending on what you're bringing, uh, yeah, that's a form of being misameach. But um, it has to be known. Most people you're handing it to him by the chasna are not opening it up on the dance floor. And if you give it to the father to give it to him, which many people do, uh, he's not running over the chasn. I mean, truth is, I was a chassan recently, maybe that's what they were discussing. I saw some animated conversation with the uh, team, the father and the chassan, but I didn't think it was about that. Maybe that message will come across, but it's got to be huge. Most people put it in their pocket and look at it later. So, yes, during the Shevard Baruch, it's also an easy to miss me, but we're talking about the chassan now. So I, I don't think practically it'll work. Your idea three days before, uh, usually it wears off by then. So, Gemara Parish is talking about something at the chassan. But, interesting idea. So, the uh, Lushan over here is that, and the theme is that the Mesameach Chasnakala has to be a simcha, which the Peliyeds uh, will develop, has to be a simcha that's Mesameach Chasnakala, and primarily Mesameach is Neshama, and is not causing consternation, Kaviyachol and Shamayim, which he will explain. Again, Kola, the second line, Enochayev, Ela Kishiro, Esashe, Bekei, Chalas, Esyas, Mesameach Chasnakala, Esleis, Mashinir, Eloi, Shehu, Itzai, Noim, Kigayin, Lesher, Lefanov, he's saying a lot, so this does have a place. Try to cheer him up. He's nervous. You say something cute, something funny. You could the less bar, bittel yiras 
has to be clean, it has to be comfortable, not embarrassing for anybody. See, whatever problem you have has been around. First thing is singing and music doesn't mean Gaisha music, doesn't mean offbeat music, I mean offbeat meaning hashkafically offbeat. Veshiri Agavim, and all sorts of songs that uh, elicit the wrong machshavas. Ladabed divin avalus, and when you, whatever jokes you're saying, uh, they're not off color. Divre leitzanus, very fine line between a nice, cute joke to lighten up the mood versus leitzanus. And a good batzchan will know how to do it. And if you're not an official batzchan, you got to learn how to do it. yesh. Leave it to the peliyes to say a very Sharp line to put into focus. You might think that he's laughing, and he might be laughing. But the Shama is crying. As if an affair is being done. That's not good for anybody's Ruchnius. You're not ahead of the game. And the Pelias is going to go on to say, we'll just read two more lines. If you want to cheer him up and you want to put him in a good mood, tell him of the godless of what he's about to do. At some chasnas I can imagine, maybe some weddings, we'll call it the English name, there are people uh, making jokes uh, that, oh, you know, you're going you're gonna to regret this, and uh, it's the last time you put your foot down, all sorts of bad jokes. Uh, the jokes are bad enough, not in the context of chasnas. Certainly to tell it to a chasnas at the time of the thing and get him thinking, is really not Kedai, unless he's getting at. So, what is the message? Remind me, he says, This Kavaldik, you get to Davin Mincha, you get to say Vidur, you have a Kapara, this is like a Yom Kippur. This is, uh, that itself is uh, room for Simcha, tremendous Simcha. So, I don't know if this is go, but what's the Madrega? You should tell the Chassan that it's a time for Tshuva, and make sure you really do tshuva with vidui and aziva zachet. You don't go back to your foolishness. Not last last line. I think the Pelias holds you should leave out. Shouldn't spell that out, but you should remind him of his opportunity to grow here and to wipe the slate clean. You have such an opportunity. We discussed a week ago the minig or custom to stand up for the chasnakala. Is it from the Goyim? Ramesha was nervous, very nervous about that. He didn't stand up. He did this with Dovid and others. And well, there's a Miyashiv that they're coming in to do a mitzvah, a hechsha mitzvah. Rabbi Yankiv held like that. And some said chasn lamelech. It's true, chasn lamelech. The question is, is this part of dermal lamelech that you stand up for the melech? Well, you do stand up for a melech, but do we stand up for the chasn? So let's ask Rabelsky, and he said that uh, no, we don't stand up for more seven days, and certainly more of a melech during Shevet Baruch is after the chuppah than he is before the chuppah when he's walking down. If we don't stand up for him then. So chasn is dermal lamelech. The question is, does that translate into the chiv to stand? The meaning of most people is they do, and you don't have to stop them. This is what to rely on. Hashem, we will continue. Yeah, there's a whole discussion that can